Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Programme. Today is day 36, meaning we're in Exodus 21 and 22, and then in Romans chapter 1, verses 16 through to 32. As we look at our Old Testament passage, Moses is still on this mountainside with God. And in these two chapters, as well as the several to come in the next few days, God gives various commands and principles that the people are to live by. Now, often when we read these passages, many assume that God condones a lot of this behaviour. In chapter 21, we have mentions of fighting and cheating and even slavery. And in each case, God sets out before the people a holy standard. Now, ultimately, the people are sinners. God could say that he just simply wants perfection, but ultimately, the people would immediately fall into sin and failure. Instead, God guides them to understand that in all things, there will be a consequence. So they're to take their responsibility seriously. So God is not literally commanding the people to take slaves. Rather, if they have them, they should understand the consequences and what it means to honour human life. I think this is something we often forget in society, that there is a consequence to everything we do. Sometimes it is positive, sometimes it is negative, but there is always a consequence. This is why the Bible calls us to renew our minds in Jesus, for we want to live in such a way that the consequence to our actions, our words and our thoughts would be for the increase of Jesus and his kingdom. Consider today how you might live your life in such a way where the consequence is considered before the action, thought or speech. As an example, what would be the consequence to taking a day off and not reading your Bible? Think about these things and reflect on how you would live your life holy and pleasing before God and what the consequences to your actions would be as we now head into our New Testament passage and the second half of Romans 1. Our passage today is really one of two contrasting views. Firstly, we have this phenomenal statement from Paul that he is not ashamed of the gospel. Why? Because it has the power to bring salvation to someone's life. It is the very best news that the worst in you can be forgiven through the gospel of Jesus, that your hearts can truly be transformed to be like Christ. Yet strangely, we're often ashamed of it, watering that message down, even hiding the message from others. We need to regain our confidence and our boldness of the gospel, just like the Apostle Paul here. It is the power, it is the salvation, and it's news that needs to be told to the world. Yet the other view of chapter 1 is that of someone who rejects the gospel and therefore is handed over by God to a world of sin. Notice God is not the one who causes the sin. Rather, upon rejection of God, you have nothing left apart from a life of sin. It is here that we begin to see what a life without God looks like. Consider verses 29 through 32. All kinds of sinful behaviour mar the life of the unbeliever. Goodness is destroyed, and in replacement, things like boastfulness and evil begin to grow. There is one thing, though, I think needs to be said about this passage, the matter of homosexuality in verses 26 and 27. Some say that the Bible doesn't teach against homosexuality, yet these two verses define it as dishonourable, contrary to nature, shameless, and an error. Is it any worse than the sins that I've previously mentioned towards the end of this chapter? No, sin is sin. However, we need to be honest with one another today. God gave the people over to sin, and in that sin there was homosexuality, meaning bluntly, 
homosexuality is a sin. It shouldn't be condoned and the church must make strides to reclaim biblical marriage. That doesn't mean that we're to hate the sinner, absolutely not. We're to not be ashamed of the gospel because it has power to save and transform someone's heart. What it means is that we need to stop letting the world shape our views on sexuality and let the Bible shape our views. So this week, consider what views you hold that are contrary to the Bible and then consider that now is the time to sort that out and let the Bible shape your views, not the world shape your views. Let's close our time by praying. Father, we do thank you that you spent time with Moses, showing him your holy and perfect standard. Father, we recognise we fall short every day. And so we pray for your forgiveness and your restoration to our relationship that would be right with you. Father, we also thank you for Paul, who is clearly not ashamed of the gospel. Help us be like Paul, boldly declaring the truth and never stopping to tell the great news of Jesus Christ. And Father, we pray that we would hold fast to your word, that it would shape our views and our lives, and that we would not fear holding firm to biblical truths. Father, we pray this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.